What's up, bro? Steve Rosie, my man. All right. Another day, another minor league hat. I want to tell everybody about this one. Looks pretty cool. It's the El Paso Chihuahuas, the AAA affiliate of the San Diego Padres. They sent a bunch of them. I'm going to post them on our John Boy Media Instagram feed, Twitter. It'll be out there. Uh, there will be a swipe up so that you can go right to the team shop. But I got to tell you, it's pretty sweet. I'm not That's a pretty sweet. Chihuahuas fan, but I think what they did with the hats are kind of cool. You know, my grandparents uh, in Texas used to have Chihuahuas, and they're um, they're nice and loyal once they get to know you. If they don't know you, not so nice. Really? At least their dogs were like that. You know, they had to, they had to warm up to you. Okay. And what did they think of you? Did they ever warm up, or did they give you kind of the cold shoulder? No, we were great. There was one. Uh, her name was Baby, and Baby loved me. She would just like sit right here. So I'm a I'm a big Chihuahua fan, actually. Okay. And uh, once again, here's a good look at them. I want to thank uh, Andy Impfeld and Judge Scott for sending a bunch of these. We will promote them. Go out and support your minor league teams out there. That's why we're doing this with the hats because they got such cool lids. So go support them. Um, First of all, can we talk all-star game? Like next – yeah, what do you – you've got the talking baseball lid on. I, I don't want to ignore that. You're being a good company guy, and you match. So that's nice. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Move on. Can, can we start by saying that I'm super excited that we're actually going to be hanging out together in Denver? Dude, I can't wait to have an airport beer with you. That's, like, one of my favorite things to do. We'll get on the flight. We'll go to Denver. I think me and you are, like, hopping off the flight, dropping our stuff off, and going right to an event. Oh. Coming back for a meeting, going back out for an event. We're going to be just all over the place. Okay. All right. I love it. I can't wait to get going. I can't wait to create the content. But let's start talking. A lot of people were asleep with one of the craziest games of the year. Darvish against Scherzer. We thought maybe a 3-2 game. No, Darvish knocked out. It was 8 nothing early on. Then Scherzer gives it up. He doesn't even last through four. Trent Grisham ends up winning it with a walk-off single, 9-8 the final. But the big news was Daniel Camarena, a reliever, yes. hitting a grand slam off of Max Scherzer for his first major league hit, 1-10 to on the coolness factor of that. Honestly, it was awesome. I don't usually give any credit to pitchers. You know that, Chris. But what a cool moment for the guy. And, like, I think it was his older brother in the stands going absolutely nuts. The – whole stadium was going nuts and what a, like it's just a cool moment for me i think he said after the game he hadn't hit a, a homer in, t in 10 years yeah and he drops the three iron on max scherzer and if you go back and watch i watched a couple different um calls on it uh the san diego one's awesome yeah. there was a spanish broadcast that was awesome yep. go watch the nationals broadcast though because right as the pitch is coming in they're like i think it's time for max to blow him away might be time to blow him away are you kidding me? <laughs> that was 96 <laughs> down and in, and the guy just drops the head on it. It was, And that was a bomb, too. That was like a laser. Like, he hit that. That wasn't the wall scraper, man. So, very cool for him. So, a couple things that made the story even better. I mean, first of all, first reliever since Don Robinson in 1985, the Pirates, <laughs> to hit a grand slam. So, we're talking about 36 years since this has even happened in the sport. Number two, the guy grew up 20 miles from Petco. He went to Cathedral Catholic High School there and was a pretty yeah. good two-way player. Finally, and probably this is the biggest part of the story, it took him the better part of a decade to make the major leagues. Most guys are, and you know this from having been through it, 
if you don't make it by about year six or seven, you're moving on to the next phase of your life, right? Very few guys wait a decade and say, I'm still chasing the dream, right? You got to love the game to be able to do that. And you have to have confidence in yourself because once you're stuck at a certain level, you know, it gets tougher and tougher. You're not making a lot of money. It's a lot of sacrifice. Uh, but, yeah, that's I – mean, he's got to store it itself for the rest of his life. And hopefully right. he sticks around, you know, like ignited that rally, man. It, amazing. I mean, he, he's a guy that, you know, signed on with the Yankees, didn't make it with them, bounced around, I think, the Giants and the Twins minor league teams, finally signing down with his hometown team in San Diego earlier this year, and it's worked out. This was his sec second appearance in the bigs, uh, his second big league at bat, and his first major league hit, and it was something special. What do you got going on over there? Everything all right? I'm knocking on the door. <laughs> Not right now, baby. Okay, come get your sandals. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she got to get her sandals? Is that yeah. what she said? I can't say no to her. Are you kidding me? She's oh, ridiculous. Of course not. It's cute. over. How old All right, get out of here. How about Daddy Loves You? She knows that. Oh. I tell her all the time, then she's like, yeah, get away, Daddy. <laughs> all right, so we go from that great story to an interesting one developing out of Houston. Jose Altuve Carlos Correa both have said thanks, but no thanks to the All-Star game. Altuve is going to use the time to rest his injured knee and be well for the second half and the Astros run. Carlos Correa said he's using the time to be with his wife, who is pregnant, to go to a doctor's appointment since they don't really get to do that much during the season. The baby is due in November. Are you okay with both explanations? Yeah, I am. I know, like, people are pissed about it. They want them to go get booed on the national stage. They want them to go into a clubhouse with a bunch of different guys and have to look everybody in the eye. I get that. And, like, part of me wishes they had to go through with it. They had to go experience those things. But, you know, it's up to the player, man. I don't fault, you know, Correa. He, being around your wife, especially when she's pregnant, you know, she needs as much support as possible. So that's – you can't say anything bad about that. You just can't. And then Altuve saying basically, you know, he wants to rest his knee. I don't know, man. That one's a little, that one's a little fishy for me. The Correa one you can't, you can't go against. Okay, but the the Altuve one's a little fishy for me. Um, but again, it's their choice. We talked about this before. You know, Degrom. We're not saying anything bad about Degrom. We're not saying anything bad about Harper. He said he wouldn't do it if he got asked. So you can't. But you admit this is a little bit different. Those guys were not under the cheating microscope like these two have been. And they've it's been, just they've because been. we uh, we want them to go get booed. That's why it's right. different. So, well, I mean. I, I like your point better, actually, about having to walk in the clubhouse with the peers. Yeah. I, to me, that's a bigger issue than getting booed. They've been booed all year. Like, would it be embarrassing to get booed at an all-star game? Yes. But that's happened in times past, not because of this situation. Um, whatever. I think there's a little bit of both, Chris. I think, I think they don't want to face the music like up close and personal. Uh -huh. And then there are some; they have some legitimate reasons. I mean, this team is really good. Like the Astros team is really, really good, good, and that's that. Look, that's what's most important. It really is. Um, and, and as much as you know, all of us want them to have to go through that. Like I do too. I really would like to see them have to do that. I'd like to talk to the guys in the clubhouse afterwards and see how it was. Um, but you know, it's their choice. So, you know, I didn't even think about the part of the clubhouse, and I appreciate you bringing that up. I should have because we had Todd Frazier on Rose Rotation a few weeks ago, 
And he said he was very close to signing with the Astros. And remember, he was part of that Yankees team in 2017 that lost in the ALCS. I said, you wouldn't have a problem going to Houston? He said, listen, I love Dusty. I got no problem going there. I said, would you have been able to have conversations with the Astros players? He goes, no, Rosie, I don't know about that one. He goes, that one, that he goes, he, sa he says he's still hurt by that. So I imagine to walk into a locker room of greatness where you're supposed to be relaxed and have fun and there's tension built up. It's a great point by you. Didn't think yeah. about it. But that's why you're here, dude. You're always making me think. <laughs> Bringing the good points. Yeah, I mean, it's tough for me, man, because I understand where they're coming from. Totally. And then obviously on this side, too, it's like you want to see him. You, you, as much as, you know, they've been booed, you know, during this year, it's different at an all-star game, man, where mm -hmm. everything's supposed to be, like, showcasing the sport, and then they'd be, like, literally probably the only people getting booed there. I don't know if anybody else would get booed. The Rockies don't – Rockies fans don't hate anybody, no. right? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Unfortunately, they haven't been good enough as a <laughs> franchise to build up a consistent hatred rivalry. Yeah. That's not a shot. Just stating facts. Maybe, the, maybe they boo the Dodgers because they're so good. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's move on to what Brad Miller did last night. Uh, became the first Philly since Jason Worth 13 years ago to go deep three times in a game. And it was an interesting move because Reese Hoskins, their everyday first baseman, had a seat against Alzelay because the righty-lefty splits are so significant and so heavily favored toward a left-handed stick. Joe Girardi decided to put Brad Miller at first base, and it handsomely paid off. How much credit do we give to the Philly skipper? Uh, <laughs> you want to be answered truthfully? Yes, I do. That's why like, I asked it. Out of a hundred percent, he gets like one percent. Wait a second. What? Can I just tell you this? I mean, Brad Miller had had ten at bats since his previous start on June twenty third. So he was a pinch hitter. He was a bit player. He goes with his gut, I guess, and probably a bunch of the analytics. That got yeah, there was the, the front the, office. The reason I say that, Chris, is the numbers were blatant. The splits were very, very heavy in favor of left-handed batters. Not right. So, you know, it's it's a couple things probably went through his head. Let's give my regulars a night, mm -hmm. especially uh, a night where I know the splits are, are crazy in right. favor of left-handed hitters. So he stacked the lineup with lefties. All the credit goes to my, my boy Backyard Brad. Oh, no, no, I'm not saying that Joe Girardi deserves, like, a 50-50 split. That's not what I'm 1%. saying. He gets 1%. He gets 1%, right? Come on, man. By the way, I just dig it when guys go up there with no batting gloves and end up raking. There's something – I think there's something cool about Brad, it. Brad's, a, Brad's a, an interesting guy because he's really – he's got some style. He's got some swag to him. But he's mm -hmm. also has the no batting glove thing, which is more like a grinder look. So it's like mm -hmm. a, a mesh – of grinder versus swag dude and he goes 2-0 heater oppo laser he goes 0-2 slider pulled laser to right and uh -huh. then he goes first pitch bomb so like these were like legit homers he's got the he's got the pop in his bat everybody knows that but i'm stoked i texted him afterwards i was like you're the goat man what a guy oh did he get back to you yeah what do you say? That he loves Instagram Live? <laughs> no, we uh, he got a new number, and I, I accidentally butt-dialed him the other night, and he was like, yep, and we talked about that a little bit. But... Wait a second. He didn't give you a new number. Who dis? Did he? No, he texted me. He said, save this number. It's Brad. <laughs> now, did you save it immediately, or are you one of those people? Like, my wife gets, uh, you know, a, a number that I give her, and then she doesn't put it in her phone, and then she can't find it, which drives me up a goddamn wall. 
Yeah, I see. That's the thing. I was. It was like a day afterwards, and I was saving it, and I actually FaceTimed him. It was late night. I was like, "Oh crap!" And then he texts me back like the next day. Sorry, I missed your FaceTime. I was like, "Dude, it was like at three in the morning." I'm so sorry about that. Oh, that's funny. All right. But yeah, uh, backyard grabs so my guy. So good. I like it. I dig it. Um, so the Phillies took care of the Cubs. That's 12 losses in their last 13 games for the Northsiders. And yesterday, their team president, Jed Hoyer, all but admitted, hey, listen, we're taking calls for guys. You know, we've had our run. You have to turn it over at some point. Our time is now. Are you surprised he was that honest? A little bit. And I think he actually said, like, I'll be on the phone a lot in the next three weeks. Um I think he has no choice but to say that. I think everybody knows. So, like, it's not like he's showing his hand. Like, you know, 12 out of 13 losses, where they're sitting, all these guys that are free agents at the end of the year. I think that everyone knows he's going to be a seller. Now it's up for them to decipher who is going to be on the block. And I think maybe everybody is mm-hmm. for the right price, obviously. I don't think I don't think all of the Baez, Rizzo's, Bryant's, Kimbrell's get traded. But I think – Probably three of them do. And it's, it is kind of refreshing. I, I'd rather, if I'm a fan of a team, I'd rather have my GM come out and say, like, this is what's going on. This is what we're going to do. I think that's refreshing a little bit. Even though the fans probably already knew that was coming, it's nice to have him say that. And he said, it's not going to be a complete teardown, rebuild like we did in 2012. Like, we don't need to do that. But, you know, this is, there's going to be roster turnover because you only control guys for so long. Right. Be ready for some turnover. Yeah, that's what happens when all the kids grow up together at the same time. True. And you can't pay everybody. At the same time, it, it's been a frustrating, like, last 18 months for Cubs fans. I really, really believe that. You've got ownership that, was, that cut 100 jobs behind the scenes. That's never a good sign. Then they trade away the likes of you, Darvish, you know, a Cy Young contender. That's a terrible sign. They went on this great run, and they were in first place as of a few weeks ago. But I told you at the beginning of the season, I don't, I'm not here to pat myself on the back, but I just saw this coming. I didn't think it was sustainable, particularly with their starting rotation. It's going to get ugly. It, it really is. And I think that this fan base is going to turn on ownership if it hasn't already. Because if they don't turn this around quickly and start spending money on guys in the offseason, it's going to be a really bad look for a franchise, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm curious to see what they'll do in the offseason. Um, yeah. You know, because usually these things take a year two years and mm-hmm. but there's a big beautiful free agent crop out there this uh this yep. year, so we'll see man yep all right uh last one astros play uh, host to the yankees for the first time since the 2019 alcs um did you see the giveaways that they're doing interestingly enough tonight it's an al replica al uh, american league replica trophy tomorrow it's the 2019 replica AL championship ring and then on Sunday they're giving away like 10,000 Jose Altuve jerseys all to rub in the face of the New York Yankees coincidence or do you like the um do you like the play by the Astros marketing department I don't really like the play and look this is coming from a guy who has zero postseason experience like zero so I get it like people are probably gonna talk shit about that but like you're gonna flaunt your AL championship trophy like you lost that year. You lost to the Astros or not to the Nationals. Like, yep. what do you? You're putting your second place banner up. Like, I don't understand that at all. All because well, you do get it. You do. Get I get it because it's against the Yankees. I understand that, but like, 
I don't know. It, does, it seems dumb to me. It seems really stupid to me. So, like, 99.9% .9 of the time, I love it when we see trolling on social media by one team against another or the occasional time if you want to market something as well. This is not the right time. This is you calling attention to the fact that, ha-ha, you know, we won a World Series in 2017 when we bested you in the playoffs. We beat you again in 2019. But all the rest of the baseball world, meaning the fan bases of 29 other teams, are looking at you like, the fuck is your problem? You cheated your way to a championship. So you want to brag about? Yeah. Well, it's a second place. Stuff? Look, no offense. It's a second place trophy. Like you're yes. you're you're bragging you got second place the Yankees you know got third or fourth that year like uh, to me that just seems a little weird if it was like World Series stuff champs like I get that but they didn't they didn't win then the Nationals saved the history of baseball with that win thank you for doing that Nationals it, yeah. it's it seems like it's not even really like petty it's like a it's a reach so the whoever's doing that in Houston relax a little bit yeah that would be a D plus in the marketing department today. Sorry, not giving you any love for it at all. Mm -mm. Although I do like those those replica rings. I think they're kind dude. Of cool they right need there. to like give out some Ryan Presley stuff or some Michael Brantley stuff. Do that, like you know. Build your See, like here's up. a here's a replica ring the Dodgers gave this out a bunch of years ago. The 1963 World Series replica rings. They're kind of cool, you know. Oh, like yeah, because they won that year. That's awesome. <laughs> like, come <laughs> on, man. There was no trash can banging going on with that, by the way, in 1963. I don't think. Everyone's like, right. Trev, you suck. You didn't even play in the playoffs. It's uh, okay. You, that doesn't mean you sucked. You, you it, 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 hurts, it hurts me if you can't tell. It's okay. I mean, they did end up making it a bunch of times without it, you. In my mind, Chris, I would have been a postseason hero. I just never got the chance. Yeah. Got mm -hmm. it. What do you have uh, the chance to do on John Boy today? What do we got? I'm running right out to do the series recap. We're going to talk about the games in San Diego. Uh, we're going to talk about the games in Milwaukee, everything, everything that happened this week. I'm excited to do that. And um, that's it. Then we, then it's like, we're on to the all-star game. Yeah. Okay. I'm good. We're excited about that. What about you? Well, uh, quick reminder, Rose rotation out with Cedric Mullins uh, of the Baltimore Orioles. He was fantastic. Really, really fun. So that's out. And then yesterday I taped with a pair of pirates, Stephen Brault, who's getting closer to making his 2021 debut and the starting second baseman for the National League All-Star team, Adam Frazier. A lot of funny stories, uh, some great stuff where Frazier and Brault, they came up together in the Pirates organization after Brault was traded over there from Baltimore. And a very funny exchange between the two of them on the mound in a minor league field. It was very well told. And Brault is on point with all of his stories. He is really, really funny and fantastic. And then we got to talk offline about our travel on Sunday. And what I'm going to pack, you know, you're dragging me around like a show pony on Sunday, which I can't wait for. But, I mean, what do I wear? Do I wear my Borat onesie? Do I wear jeans and a nice shirt? Do I wear a tuxedo? What do I do? I think we want to make a statement, Chris. So whatever that means to you, that's what you do. I hate that. I hate we're, walking, we're walking around chins high, and we're just going to go around, what's up? What's up? What's up? That's all I'm going to do. Okay. I think I need Flexing. more media gear. Yeah. All I've got is my Rose Rotation t-shirt, which is available at johnboymedia.com right now. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right, listen, go uh, go do your series recap. Tell the boys hello for me. And somebody just said, when are you going to shave? 
Do I shave for the all-star game? Maybe trim. You don't have to shave it. Just give it a nice little trim. Yeah, I got to clean it up a little bit. Yeah. It's getting a little furrier. But you don't want right. to be like, oh, look at C. Rose. He's like letting it go. Like, No, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Don't want to do that. All right. Uh, so we'll talk offline about travel plans this weekend and what I'm going to pack because I can't do this on my own. Everybody else have a fantastic baseball weekend. We will see you around here. Thanks for consuming the content. And don't forget to check out the El Paso Chihuahuas. All right. Go do a little shopping for that uh, San Diego Padres AAA. Really. All right, dude. See ya.